welcome to The Story Forest, an original story podcast for curious and adventurous children. In this final episode of the series, Theo faces the biggest challenge yet, with bulldozers ready to take down the woods. With Mrs. Heston plotting to destroy the monsters, will Theo and his friends be able to save the day? Written by Anna Roberts and read by her favourite storyteller in the world, her mother, Pam McNaughton. Story music by Splashpoint Jazz. Theo and the Battle for Wickety Woods Theo had hardly slept. He spent the night staring into the middle of the darkness, trying to ignore the woods outside, trying to ignore the many monsters that kept popping into his mind, trying not to think of Mrs Heston telling him that she was going to destroy Wickety Woods. Why had they even moved here in the first place? Maybe if they hadn't come here, Mr Sebastian, his neighbour who had taught him how to be a monster hunter, would never have left. Maybe Mrs Heston wouldn't have got so angry. Maybe everything would have been fine. One thing was for sure. He certainly wouldn't be awake all night trying to think of how to rescue an entire wood full of monsters. Oh, Theo gave a deep sigh. The sky outside began to lighten. When morning came, Mum eventually knocked on his door. Theo, are you all right? It's Molly on the phone. Theo rarely lay in these days. He was always too excited to go and see the monsters and be in the woods. He rolled out of bed, went outside and went to the phone. Theo, have you heard? It's all over the village. Mrs Heston has bought Wickety Woods. What do you think she's going to do with it? She's going to destroy it, Theo spoke flatly. She told me yesterday evening she's going to destroy it and all the monsters too. Well, what are we going to do about it? Molly said, sounding cross. There was a silence. Theo had nothing to say. I don't know he mumbled, finally. Come on, Theo, we can stop this. You've done it a lot of times before and it's even more important now. I, Theo spoke almost in a whisper. I can't. I don't know. I don't think I can, Molly. Her voice was softer now. You're not on your own, Theo. There's me and Matilda and all the others. I'm coming to your house. Be there in 15 minutes. And you'd better be dressed and ready. She hung up. Theo stood by the phone, then slowly walked to his room and pulled on his clothes. He went downstairs and ate the cereal his mum put in front of him without even tasting it. The doorbell rang and it was Molly. Before Theo knew it, they were in the woods and he had his top hat on and the stick in his hand and the remote control in his pocket and they were speaking to Matilda and some other monsters and making plans, thinking of every defence that they possibly could. The monsters got to work at once. Molly and Theo walked into the village, which was full of people looking cross and speaking angrily, and Mr Clamworth, who was sat on a stone in the middle of the square, looking completely devastated. Theo walked up to him. Uh, Mr Clamworth? The man looked up and nodded slightly. Theo continued. Mrs Heston told me, 
She's going to destroy Wickety Woods tomorrow morning. All of it. His voice shook. Mr Clamworth gave him a long look. He knew he was trying to work out if he was telling the truth and Theo willed him to believe. He finally spoke. How could she? I thought she wanted to help the village, improve the woods. She lied to me. He paused, then looked Theo straight in the eyes. We need to do something about it. Theo grinned. With the adults helping too, surely they would be able to stop the woods being destroyed. Theo and Molly spent the rest of the day in the woods. The monsters were doing brilliantly preparing and Theo felt good. They were ready. That night he slept sound and deep in his bed. The morning came. He was out early and it seemed everyone else was too. Mr Clamworth was organising all the adults who had come to stand in a ring around the forest, targeting the parts where the bulldozers were likely to be. There was a shout and Theo turned his head. The construction crews had arrived. But these were not just any construction crews. There were bulldozers, diggers, excavators, dump trucks and all sorts of huge, impressive-looking vehicles being driven and herded by a surge of workmen that looked almost like an army. They were huge. They were heavy. They meant business. Theo gulped. The first round was up to Mr Clamworth and the grown-ups. Theo turned into the forest. The Vabandans had dug huge mounds of earth around the edge to stop the bulldozers and the Gurkhases had piled dead trees and twigs to the side and he had to climb over them. Next, a stench hit his nose. The Snorfels had worked hard and he had to pinch his nostrils together to make it through the terrible smell. Then the Bants stood at intervals with young Tylos and Brotons and every monster ready to do what they could. Theo reached Molly and Matilda, who each gave him an anxious smile. They waited. There came shouts from the edge of the forest. Lots of arguments were happening, and they continued well into the morning. And then there were sirens. Theo stiffened. The sirens eventually stopped. Then the engines started. The bulldozers were coming. Theo wandered around through the monsters, cuddling or tapping or giving a friendly punch to encourage them, as each would want. There were shouts as the bulldozers found the massive mound of earth. They tried to scale it, but couldn't get down the other side because of the trees. The men dismounted and began the difficult job of moving everything to clear a path. Theo breathed a sigh of relief. This was going to slow them down hugely. It was lunchtime by the time they had cleared a path and Theo had a good idea. He found a Verbonden and explained quickly. Soon the monsters were digging a huge pit down, just the other side of where the workmen had cleared a path. When the workmen reappeared, very confused by the huge hole that had suddenly happened, Theo and Molly and the monsters laughed. Theo felt as if they could keep doing this forever. This was going to be easy. It took the workmen most of the afternoon to make a new path by moving earth back into the hole with an excavator and a dump truck. A bulldozer pushed forward. The monsters were ready. 
As soon as it broke through the tree cover, the bant started pouring water everywhere, and the young tylos let the lightning they had stored flash out into the sky. The brindlebores shot spines at the wheels and the windows, and the wheels deflated, and the truck stopped moving. The man driving it jumped out to fix it, but smelled the stench of the snorfuls and ran back to their friends for cover. The monsters laughed and whooped and high-fived, and Theo and Molly jumped with excitement. They had saved the monsters and the woods, and what was to stop them from doing the same tomorrow? They could build bigger walls, deeper ditches. They could use all the monsters' skills. It was all going to be fine. When they were sure that the last workman had left, Theo and Molly said goodbye and went home. Theo ate his baked potato for tea in a daze, then fell asleep playing a computer game until Dad told him to go to bed. As he was drifting off, he just heard a snatch of his parents' conversation. Strange things happening in the woods. Maybe Theo should... And then he was asleep. He left early again the next morning, saying goodbye to his parents while they were mainly still asleep in bed. He got to the edge of the woods, where an enormous ledge rose up out of the ground. He grinned. And then he saw Mrs Heston. It's very impressive, Theo. Theo realised that she didn't look worried or scared or even very cross. Thank you, he said politely. You need to stop this. You're ruining the home of so many monsters who... Monsters? She interrupted loudly. Can't you hear yourself? They're monsters. They shouldn't be allowed to exist. They're terrible and terrifying. I'm doing the whole place and you a favour, young man. Theo felt a hotness on his face. He was getting cross. They might not look like us, but monsters are still, well, people. They laugh and they have families and they like reading and playing and learning and all sorts of things. You shouldn't just destroy them because you're scared. Scared? Mrs Heston hissed. Why should I be scared? I can call up as many workmen, as many vehicles, as many whatever it takes to destroy these woods. You may think you're clever fighting us off with your tricks, but don't you see you lose either way? The more you fight, the more people are going to realise that there's something strange in these woods. Theo couldn't say anything at all. She was right. Someone might just get over one freak storm, or one mound appearing, or needles being shot at them, but if they kept going, there was no way he could protect the monsters. That's right, Mrs Heston was watching him. Now go home. I've got a wood to destroy. Mrs Heston walked away. Theo did nothing, said nothing. He didn't even move. It could have been an hour later that Matilda flew up to his shoulder. It could have been just a moment. Theo, she said, looking worried. She landed on his shoulder and her wing brushed his ear. It woke him, it seemed. I need everyone, Matilda. I need another monster meeting. And Molly, too. I'm going to get my hat. Theo stomped through the forest to the tree. Knowing that he might see humans, he hadn't put on his monster hunter equipment. Now he placed the tall hat on his head firmly, wondering if it might be the last time. 
He took the stick in his hand. He reached down into the tree and got the old, battered-looking remote control for emergencies. Only in the worst possible circumstances with no way out was what Mr Sebastian had said. He gave it a long look, then put it into his pocket. He walked through the woods slowly, feeling the sun on his skin, the breeze through the trees, watching the Polingtons, the Nickstores, catching a glimpse of the rainbow monster, a Zanelington, a forest monster, so many monsters. The woods felt like the best place on the planet. How could anyone even think of knocking them down? He finally came to the clearing. The monsters were ranged about the edge in a large circle. They were quiet. Molly was there and Theo gave her a nod before walking into the centre of the circle. Monsters, I am sorry. I have failed you. A tear poked at the corner of his eye. We could stop them, but then they would know you were here. And otherwise they will destroy the woods. The tear fell down his face and was joined by another and another. I am so, so sorry. The only thing I can do is use the remote control. I don't even know if it will work. He took it out. His hand was shaking. Go on, Theo. Theo looked up. Tricklemore stood at the edge of the clearing. The big monster spoke gently. You have fought for us. You have been wonderful. There is no shame in this. Theo nodded. He put his finger down and pressed the number eight. Mr Sebastian had told him that any button would work. But nothing happened. He tried again, then tried the on-off button, then play, then pause, then stop. But nothing happened. Theo looked up and looked around the clearing. It may not be too late to go to another forest. Everyone hide, run, whatever, let's go. And then whistles sounded from all around the forest and Theo's heart beat heavily in his chest. Mrs Heston must have done what she had said and called in more workmen. They were surrounded. There was nowhere to go. A broton stepped forward and spoke angrily. We're not going to let them take us without a fight. The Nickstores bristled, the bants trumpeted from their seven trunks, and a Flurris family whisked up a small tornado in their corner. And then one last noise, very cross, angry voices, Theo's parents. Theo, Theo, where are you? Mrs Heston said you're in the woods, it's extremely dangerous. Theo, Theo! They were getting closer. Theo looked at Molly. She was crying and crying. Matilda was on the floor, so was Hugo. Theo couldn't even think of a worse situation. His parents, all the monsters, no way out, people about to arrive. The strange, haunting music. Hang on, the music? Where was that coming from? Sweet, strange notes filled the air, sounding like they came from a different world, from... And then Theo looked around him and saw that every monster was starting to fall asleep, their various snores joining the music. He looked at Molly and she shrugged and then she too fell asleep. Above, the music was coming from above. Theo looked up and saw 
a monster. It was huge. It was black and scaly with two sets of enormous wings and a long thoughtful face, two large back legs and four shorter arms. It was swirling and it was singing. And then it came in to land. Theo ran out of the middle of the clearing and it was good that he did because the monster filled almost the whole thing. Theo! A familiar voice sounded, and now Theo saw what he hadn't seen before. Mr Sebastian was riding the monster. He dismounted. Theo ran to him and began gabbling, explaining everything that he could. Goodness me, Theo, I must say, you have done a marvellous job. I never expected anything like this to happen while I was away. Some part of Theo relaxed. Mr Sebastian did not seem very worried. Did you come because I pressed the remote control? Theo asked, and Mr Sebastian shook his head. We were always going to have to send the village to sleep to bring the Dundurro down. She's just too big, but it certainly was good timing, so I think it must have been the remote. Fancy that! Well, I think we'd better go and find Mrs Heston. The whole village is asleep, Theo asked heading into the forest to where he thought Mrs Heston would be, directing the construction crews. Yes, that song makes every creature sleep, except for monster hunters. And I think Mrs Heston must be the one who never got found or trained. I can't believe I didn't spot it. The forest was strangely quiet, but when they came out from the trees it was even stranger. The crews had fallen asleep exactly where they were, among their vehicles and with their coffees in their hands and everything. And Mrs Heston was there. She stood still, but she was awake. She was terrified. Carmen, Mr Sebastian spoke gently and walked towards her. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry you've been frightened for such a long time. I'm sorry I never spotted your talent. Let us have a long talk. Mrs Heston took a long time to answer, but eventually she agreed. The two adults started to walk, and Theo waited. They were gone a long time. Theo noticed a couple of builders who had fallen asleep in uncomfortable positions or in their lunch, or with a drink about to spill, and he spent the time gently writing them. Even when he was done, the adults took a while to get back. The adults eventually walked back. Mrs Heston looked serious, but happy. I'm sorry, Theo, she said in a low voice when she reached them. I will call all this off. We need to protect these monsters. Mr Sebastian will teach me. Then I will go back to America and find my own monster forest. She gave him a strange smile. You see, I was afraid. I saw the monsters when I moved here and I thought I was the only one who did. I have been trying to stop them or get other people to see, but eventually I thought I had to destroy the woods. I'm sorry, I was so frightened. I think we'd better wake this village up, Mr Sebastian said, and Theo followed him into the woods. They walked past Theo's parents, who were asleep on the floor. Theo looked at them fondly. 
They really had no idea what was going on. They got back to the clearing, where all the monsters, except the Dundurrow, slept. Theo said hello and patted its head. Then it began to sing again. This time the tune was more wakeful, and monsters around him began to stir. Theo rushed over to Molly and hurriedly explained everything. The news went around as Mr Sebastian greeted the monsters. Hugo came to bounce on Theo's head, happy as can be. Theo found that he couldn't stop grinning. He took Molly over to Mr Sebastian and introduced her, but he had an important question. Mr Sebastian, could the Dunduro sing again tonight and only send the villagers to sleep? I think these monsters deserve a very, very wild party. Mr Sebastian agreed and Theo ran around making arrangements for feasts and music and dancing. With the village asleep, Theo agreed that the monsters could have parade around the village with lights and sparkles and thunder and music. It was going to be the best monster party ever. Molly was excited too, especially when the baby Gurkhas asked her to make him some chocolate cookies. In the middle of everything, Theo and Molly and Mr Sebastian found themselves with Tricklemore. Well done, Theo he said deeply. You have been quite remarkable. Theo couldn't think of anything to say, but Molly gasped. The others looked at her. She struggled to speak. I I understood what Tricklemore said. She spoke in shock, and they all looked at Mr Sebastian. Ah, he smiled too. I, I've heard of this, but... Never seen it happen before. People can become monster hunters if they have a mind to. Welcome, Molly. We'll have to find you a hat. Molly and Theo grinned at each other. This is completely amazing, but I think we'd better get home for tea, especially if we're coming to a monster party tonight, Molly said. And Theo remembered suddenly that his parents would be wandering around the woods. They started to walk back and Molly left them to go home. It was Theo and Mr Sebastian walking through the woods again. Theo couldn't help but think how much had happened since they had last been here together when Mr Sebastian had told him that he had to leave. Theo, Mr Sebastian spoke softly. You really have done a magnificent job. I couldn't be any more impressed. I'm sorry for leaving you in such a difficult situation. Theo just nodded, which um, makes this even more tricky. You see, I have to take the Dundurrow north tomorrow. He, he's too big for these woods and it'll take some time to settle him in there. Will you manage? Theo thought. He thought of Tricklemore's wisdom and Matilda's practicality. He thought of the Crandudes who had fostered the baby Gurkhas. He thought of Hugo bringing the fun to everything he thought of Molly, so excited to be a monster hunter. And then he grinned. I think we'll be just fine, Mr Sebastian. Theo went home ready for tea and then to party the night away with the many strange and wonderful monsters who had become some of his best friends in the world. The End Thanks for listening to The Story Forest. Next week, we start our brand new series, 
with Toby and Eva who are sailing across the sea to find their lost mum and dad in some mystical islands. Tune in for new episodes every Thursday.